Yo, we here, man. It's off the board. I'm here with my dog, Amir. Here with my dog, Josh. <laughs> yes, sir. Feel me? Yes, first sir. episode. We about to get straight into it. First things first, Antonio Brown. Call God. Call God. AB, man. I don't even know where to begin with this guy. I thought I loved him. I could hate him. But I, I might still love him, to be honest. Josh, what's, what's your take with his time in Oakland to start? Mm. And then his... What was it, seven days with the Patriots? Right. Shit, I don't even think A.B. wanted to be in Oakland. I think he had some beef with Gruden. He wasn't feeling the situation. Then he went to the Pats. He wanted to play with the GOAT. And then it just went left. So a lot of stuff happened in that short period of time. And it's it's weird. At first, I thought it was calculated, but shit, who knows? <laughs> yeah, it, seemed, it seemed calculated. Yeah. And with the with the the Twitter video he put up, mm. it was fly. It looked like a Nike commercial. <laughs> I, I played that video like ten times. Hey, that's my life. <laughs> that's my life. Ain't no more games. Mm. I I mean, the way he got out of Oakland obviously was questionable to a lot of people. Um, the helmet stuff. You thought once he got the Zenith deal that, okay, maybe it was planned. And then he got to the patch, he started wearing an older helmet again. Mm-hmm. Lost his sponsorship by Zenith. Um, called called Mayock a cracker, allegedly. Which may or may not be true. Which I find hilarious. Because it's not really a real racial slur, but it's still... It, it could be seen as offensive, though. I see. Yeah. I can see where Mayock's coming from. Yeah, I think the way that Mayock handled that whole situation was kind of... He kind of messed up because he didn't understand the type of person that A.B. was. But it's his organization, though. It's his team, right? I mean, yeah, in theory, it's his team. More more so, it's probably um, John Gruden's team. John Gruden's the one that has a 10-year, $100 million contract. I know that Mayock's the GM, but gruden really more 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 or less runs the show but the way that he handled that situation with ab he he messed it up because he didn't account for the superstar that ab was the the clear diva that he already told you who he was going to be before he stepped onto your team before he stepped on the field he told he told everyone in an interview if i can't do it my way i'm not going to do it and he said i don't need football he said i don't need the game and Mayock basically just tried to assert his authority with him. Obviously, that didn't work. So you have to, you have to manage each individual as such, as an individual. But is he really in the wrong for doing that? I mean, if you look at it from his perspective, he's the GM. This is his organization that he's running. Absolutely. He saw he saw AB as a piece that can help to the objectives of winning. You know, so when you're building a team. You're building, you're putting everybody together. You're not really looking for individuals. You're looking for a team and, you know, everybody to be part of one, to be all towards the common goal. So I think he just thought A.B. would want to be playing football, want to get paid guaranteed money, which he was paid. And from his perspective, it's like, I just gave you this guaranteed money. Yeah, he, he yeah. gave him the guaranteed money. So what's going on? But this is, this is the thing. So once... Once they had that little dispute, that, that altercation where he called him a cracker and all that back and forth, then Mayock sent him another letter. So initially he sent him letters about the fines for missing practice, for all that. So he was back at practice 
new helmet, was ready to go. He gets these fines in the mail saying, oh, you missed such and such a day, which I understand. For normal players, for people that are players number 30 through 53, players 20 through 53 that are on your roster, you can do that thing. But when, when it's one of the best players in the league who is clearly a diva, like, I'm not defending AB and saying that he's not a diva, that he's not high maintenance. He's clearly high maintenance. And Mayock had to understand that he's high maintenance. And he didn't really, he didn't internalize that. So he tried to assert his authority on him. Once he did that, that's when you have that altercation. And then after that, they tried to take away his guaranteed money. So, But I think Mayock was coming through from the standpoint of everybody's getting treated the same. I guess on the Steelers, there was this part... There was this whole beef between A.B. and Big Ben and the impartiality that was going on between the two of them, between the um, coaches and how they were treating Ben and how they were treating um, A.B. But Mayock and how he was running his organization was everybody gets treated the same way. So I think as a player... So if everyone gets treated the same way, you can't bring Antonio Brown into your team. He told you the type of player he was. He told you. So, so where does he fit then? There's no <clears throat> not not with because in team traders. sports, in team sports, there's no iron team, you know. So, it, <coughs> if he wants to be part of the greater good and 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 win a championship, as they say, then he, he has to cool. he has to put his ego aside, right? It's football, right? It's not it's not tennis. If he wants to do that, he could go play tennis, right? To be honest, I don't think he's ever even mentioned that he wanted to win a championship. Mm-hmm. If I can even remember. Any, any of the interviews with him, I dead ass don't think he's ever said anything about winning the championship. Nah, he hasn't. <laughs> so, so where do you build from that? You you see a talented individual, you want to so, you know use that asset, but at the same time. But if that's if that's Mayox, if that's his prerogative, I want someone. I want a team of players that are unselfish. You don't go after someone who tells you in the off season before you trade for him. I'm not gonna play football unless it's by my terms. That's not someone you put on your team if that's if that's the MO that you wanna have. But I think on every team, I think you wanna have a, a generational player, mm-hmm. somebody who's uh, not necessarily a star, but somebody who is a, a a playmaker that's gonna help you get to that next step. And I think that's what he was looking for, Antonio Brown. And you know, he was hoping that with that, you know, thirty million or that that deal that he you know, guaranteed that he was looking for was going to help him kind of uh, put the ego to the side a little bit, maybe or put the diva mentality to the side a little bit and, and help the team out and, you know, be there for the guys and, and be a leader. I understand all that. But after their altercation, they took away his guaranteed money and basically told him, you're going to be working week to week, paycheck to paycheck. But that's already no up. superstar who is the top three in their position is going to do that, work for no guaranteed money. So if he gets hurt, he tears his ACL, he tears his Achilles, they're cutting him, he's getting nothing. No one is doing that. But he had his fair share of warnings. That's fine. That, But you can't just – that warnings are different and fines are different from taking – voiding 30 million guaranteed. Yeah, but the, 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 but the fact that – so the first – the first thing he got fined for was uh, missing practice for missing practice. So that was a walkthrough. What, a walkthrough, and him getting fined for that 
Mayock was well within reason. He he was well within reason if you're if you're speaking to a player no. that's that's rational and oh, isn't okay. Antonio yeah. Brown. Yeah, all right. Then that's fair, yeah. So you have to understand who you're speaking to. You gotta understand who your person is. If you can't is. make it to a walkthrough where people aren't even going full speed, it's, it's, it's just it's, it's literally it's, a dress rehearsal. Yeah, it's a dress rehearsal. It's not that difficult what, to come what, to a walkthrough. If, if you really care about the team, you can make that. I can understand if you're hurt and you don't want to practice but a walkthrough. But you know it uh, even if he doesn't care about the team, it doesn't really matter. He's a playmaker. You you haven't who really on these teams care about the team? Like they this is a business for the for the for the coaches. Agreed. It's a business for the owners. It's a business for the players. Like so, it's all business. So then he should want to be so he should want to be there and try to help create and build and add to his brand. His brand was in jeopardy. How so? Because he still he wanted to do things his way. When he wasn't able to wear his own helmet, that's not his way. He didn't get AB's way. He had to try to try to fight. He tried to. He also had that the uh, the what what was it the freeze burn on his feet. Yeah. So he was he technically was still recovering. He technically had an injury. So him missing practice, I'm not really I'm not really too concerned on on that end because at the end of the day, you signed up to have a player that told you what he was going to do. And so if you're not going to treat him differently, then you kind of have to just reap what you sow. But, I mean, that all kind of stems to to what I think is really just more power to players. And I think that's what A.B. is representing. And I think that's kind of what Jalen Ramsey is, you know, really starting to take notice of. And once he got disrespected, he said he got disrespected by the Jaguars organization, whoever it was in that organization, whether it was Doug Marone or the owners, he demanded a trade. And so he's probably not going to play this week because of, he says, injuries. He says um, he's going to see the birth of his child. So it's there's becoming a trend in the league where if things aren't going your way, if you don't feel like the situation that you're in is is best for you, is best for your career, is best for your brand, you're going to want out. And we've seen that with half the Miami roster. We see that with Jalen Ramsey, who was arguably the best uh, cornerback in the league. And I'm all for it because there's there's only so there's only so long that, that players can get treated the way that they get treated in the NFL. In the NBA... In the M- M- and the MLB, players get fully guaranteed money. If you get hurt, you still know you're set. In the NFL, you got dudes signing five-year, $60 million deals. Two years in, they get cut. They only seen $15, 20000000 million of that money. So I think that the what Jalen Ramsey, what AB is doing, what, what all these high-tier, top-tier players are doing is going to eventually be better for the game. What do you think, Mike? I do think um, I do think it's going to be better for the game. Uh, I think there's um, obviously, like I said, there's a certain way going about it. I'm not necessarily sure what that is, but uh, you know, recently we had you know Ezekiel Elliott kind of go through that stage, and mm-hmm. you know where he was able to get his money. Um, but then also there was another case where <laughs> our buddy Melvin Gordon was trying to do that same thing, and it and it backfired on him. So, 
Yeah, so and 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 that looked bad. I had my man walking in there with the shoulder pads and him like he was coming from Pop Warner practice or something. So, but go ahead. What? I said my guy was looking crazy in that video. Real crazy. Real crazy. Eckler had him shook, man. He seen Eckler rushing from the yards. He said, I got to take my ass back to work. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing with Melvin Gordon. Like, if you're not top five in your position, it's yeah. tough to have a lot of leverage. Yeah. Like, you can do that if you're AB, top five in your position. You can do that if you're Jalen Ramsey, top five in your position. You can demand a trade if you're Jalen Adams, top five in your position. Like, when you're... When you're not better than Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, oh, yeah. Ezekiel Elliott, Todd Gurley, like, and on top of that, your backup is rushing for over 100 yards a game, yeah. got a touchdown in every game, like, it's hard to, to keep that leverage. Yeah, so I do think, um, you know, the, now, I, it's with, with, with Ezekiel Elliott, so him doing that, I think, with 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 the power shifting the players, I think it has to be once again a top tier player. I don't think it can just be anybody in the league. If you're not top at your position, I don't think you can. There's a certain way. There's a certain way that you need to go about things um, for you to kind of get that get that money. But I don't think it's necessarily completely shifting for for players. But I think it's, you know, it's. I mean, it's I think it's going in the right direction. It's going, it's definitely going in the right Julio direction. Julio Jones signed a $66 million deal, $64 million guarantee. Like, yeah, and that's, and, and I don't even think it's necessarily um, players getting more power. I think players just want more guaranteed money. I think. 100%. That's what it is. Because, yeah. you know, these guys are, are, are playing, and, you know, football is a, a physical game. Guys are getting hurt, and then. If you're not producing, you're you're no good to any NFL owner. You're no good to a, you know, to a manager or a team. So at that point, they can just they can just cut you. Now you're left on the street, but with, without you know getting the money that you was allegedly promised or that was allegedly in your contract. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing that's kind of, and I think and I hope is going to be resolved by the next CBA is some of these rookie deals, like you got. You got, especially for running backs, it's it's just, it's a robbery. Like, you getting dudes for five years, four four or five years on their rookie deal. For a running back, the average, like, the average lifespan for a running back, like, three years anyways, the prime of their career is going to be from year two to year four to year five. Like, to, to be great after four or five years at the running back position, like, it's tough. So... Yeah, you getting them for a bargain. Now you could just you could just try to use them, and that's basically what that's the sense that Zeke was getting. Like he had the most carries in the league every single year that he played. Like he was, he was like, I'm not. He said I'm not going to be getting used by y'all like this without like, the proper compensation. Other positions like quarterback, you know, obviously it's not as much of a toll on your body. But again, those guys want to get paid. You see Dak asking for forty million a year. Which, Obviously, you know, to me, it's a little ludicrous. But if he can get it, he can get in. It's good for him. I'll, I'll never hate it on another man's pockets if he can get it. And um, then that, and then once he does that, that, that sets a trend. So now the ceiling just continues to become higher and higher and higher, which, you know, which allows players to get more and more money. Yeah, but back to the topic of Jalen Ramsey. He, it don't look like he's going to be on the Jaguars for much longer. 
with that being said, what what team do you think makes the most sense for Jalen Ramsey in terms of fit and in terms of where he would want to play and where it kind of makes sense? Um, The Patriots. <laughs> you yeah. already got a great corner in um, Gilmore. And I think if you put somebody else on the other side of him, it'll just be locked down. That's a, that's a Super Bowl to me. So if they can make that happen, that's a Super Bowl. That pretty much locks up the defense. Um, obviously, that offense is a well-oiled machine. It's plug-and-play on the offense, so you don't have to worry about that. So I really think if he goes to the Patriots, <clears throat> that organization has a reputation with putting players with personalities in check. So if he goes there, he'll just shut up and win the ring with Brady. Ooh, okay, okay. For me, I like um, I like Jalen Ramsey on the Eagles. I was gonna say the Eagles I, too. I do. I feel like, uh, you know, with the with with kind of what they like doing, they like rushing the passer and I like getting after the quarterback. I think with guys in the secondary, Jalen Jalen Mills, uh, Michael Jenkins, uh, you know, with Kelvin Maddox struggling last night when they played the Packers. Uh, you know, I think that's a, a very good move, and I think that'll help them out a lot. Um, you know, if they obviously if they get that if they can get that done if they got cap space and stuff like that. But um, <clears throat> I think you know Doug Peterson. I think him having to deal with you know guys like Jalen Mills, um, other, other 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 guys on the team as well. I think he'll be able to handle that personality. And I also think, you know, the fans will be very receptive uh, to Jalen Ramsey. And I think they'll, you know, they'll love the energy that he brings. Um, and I think he'll fit in perfect with that secondary because Jalen Mills is a trash talker. Michael Jenkins is a trash talker. And, um, you know, those guys play very hard, very tough, and are, are physical football players in the back half of that defense. So, you know, I think a perfect fit would would be the Eagles for him. Yeah, I think, I mean, Patriots, I think anytime you talk about a, a superstar player trying to leave where they're at to go somewhere, it always makes sense for the Patriots. Their defense this year is probably the best I've ever seen it. Uh, obviously, you know, Tom Brady looks like he's 27 years old, so they they well on their way to, to at least get into the AFC Championship, playing the Chiefs again. Um Eagles makes a lot of sense to me too. That's that's initially my thoughts as well. I think another team that um, you know would probably make some sense is the Raiders, and I say that because once they got rid of Khalil Mack and they couldn't get to the passer and they couldn't cover guys anymore, like that defense just completely collapsed. So. If you're not going to get to the passer, if you're not going to have the one of the the top two defensive players in the league get to the get to the quarterback, rush the quarterback, you got to have someone on the back end to cover. So obviously they're going to be um, they're going to be moving really soon. It's almost going to be a brand new team um, in these next couple of years with the with the draft picks they got and Jalen Ramsey. Obviously, still very young, still very talented. So. I think either one of those three teams makes sense. Um, the Jaguars are still trying to salvage that situation, which I don't think is going to happen. He he basically said outright, like once you lose my respect, that's that's all. Like that's that's pretty much it. Um, but now on to the NFL 
quick pick segment of the of the series. So right now we're gonna basically go through um, all the games this weekend, quickly outline which teams we're gonna we think are gonna win, um, why. So first start, we're gonna go Chiefs Lions. Chiefs three and zero, Lions two zero and one. Josh, what do you think? Or who do you think is gonna is gonna come out on top of that one? Chiefs Lions, real quick. I gotta go with the Lions, and here's oh. why. Okay. I think that they're gonna stay on the ground with with um, carry on. I think they've had a good couple of, of wins in terms of just they're a gritty team. I think the Chiefs might have been exhausted from playing the Ravens last week, and I think. That will ultimately lead to them just thinking that this is an easy game, and then, and then um, the Lions pulling it out of the bag. So okay, I like that pick, little little sleeper. Yeah, um, I have to go with the underdog in this one. Yeah, I'm never gonna bet against the Chiefs. Um, as long as Mahomes is that quarterback, as long as they still got all the pieces they got on offense, even when when Tyree Kill went down, they had. Uh, Sammy Watkins step up. They had other receivers that I didn't even know existed in this league end up with 100-yard games. So as long as you got 99 overall, Mahomes at QB, I can't bet against them. Mike? Yeah, I got um, I got the Chiefs winning as well. I think Patrick Mahomes right now is playing at an MVP uh, caliber level. So, you know, I got the Chiefs, the Chiefs winning that. I don't, I don't think um, the Lions are going to be able to generate enough pass rush or kind of, uh, you know, stop. The speed of the Chiefs' offense, so I don't think they'll be able to get it done. So, um, along with another one o'clock game, we got the Redskins and the Giants. Um, to me, I feel like uh, you know this is kind of a game that this is the, one of the NFC East teams, so this is a rivalry. So obviously, both these teams right now aren't, aren't doing so hot, but I do think um, that the Giants will come out with the dub. I think uh, the rookies playing all right. Um, you know, he's doing some good things, but I, um, you know, I think the Redskins defense won't be able to kind of tame him. Admir, what you think? You know, the, the things I saw out of the Giants last week, especially um, Daniel Jones, who I didn't really think too highly of when he first came out of Duke. Um, it was really impressive. Two, two touchdowns through the air, two touchdowns running it. But I think when you lose someone as dynamic as Saquon Barkley, is going to really hinder um, the entire team from controlling the play clock to controlling the time of possession to how much you're going to be able to throw because they're, the the, uh, the other team's not going to be as threatened by the run. The other thing on the other side with the, with the Redskins is Dwayne Haskins is going to get his first start and he's going to be throwing to one of his favorite targets from, from, uh, from college, from Ohio State, Terry McLaren, who is played exceptionally well this season so um, I think they're going to have a big day and I think that it's going to be close but I think the Chiefs are going to eventually come out of it basically because Saquon's not playing Josh you said the Chiefs you mean the Redskins I mean the Redskins excuse me see I think the Redskins are sorry (laughs) they are trash AP is old they don't have an offense that's harsh they don't have a defense. <laughs> the Giants are going to win this one, and I'm going to tell you why. They're going to win because, <clears throat> first of all, Saquon got hurt the first quarter. 
So Saquon being out of the game had no effect on Daniel Jones being able to push the ball downfield. They changed their whole offense. I think he threw the ball over 30, 35 times, which is something we've seen Eli Manning struggle to do with. Eli sucked. <clears throat> also, one thing that was very encouraging to see was Daniel Jones' athleticism. He rushed for a touchdown. He showed a lot of awareness, making Boy, plays fast. with his feet. Boy, fast, fast. So I just think that mixed with – I think they're going to be 2-0 and to him, and I think this, it's over for Eli. Eli's not playing there anymore. This is Daniel Jones' team, and they're going to get a win over the Redskins. All right, next we got another 1 o'clock game, Titans-Falcons. Uh, for me, I'm going to have to go with the Falcons. Right now, um, that wide receiver core, one of the best in the league. Calvin Ridley, Muhammad Sanu, Julio Jones. Um, I just don't think you can stop those guys, and I don't know what you can do um, with 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 all that speed, all that size. Those guys are, are flying, flying by DBs. They're making contested catches on DBs. Whatever you need. They got got the Falcons winning against the Titans. Yeah, the Titans suck. So it's gonna be real simple for me. I don't think the Falcons are, are, are too great right now, but they sure as hell ain't the Titans. So um you got Julio, you got Calvin Ridley, you got Matt Ryan. I'm not gonna bet against it right now. I I really just think the Titans are one of the worst teams in football. PJ. Josh. Yeah, I'm I'm with everybody on this one. Titans are trash. Mike Vrabel is on the hot seat. It's not looking good for them. And Julio and Matt Ryan are going to walk out with a W. Next 1 o'clock game, we got Browns and Ravens. Uh, for me, I think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be electric. You got Baker Mayfield playing quarterback. Lamar Jackson playing quarterback. Both these guys studs. They bring a lot of energy. They bring a lot of excitement to the game. Um, swagger. They got Yeah, they bring that swag that you need. Uh, so, right now, I got... The Browns winning um, only because I felt strong or strongly about their performance against the Rams. Obviously, um, you know, they're struggling to find their identity. But I think as the season continues to go on, I think they'll kind of kind of find their niche. Um, you know, they, they've got such a young group of guys who are, you know, they, they just got to mesh it all together. Same thing kind of when LeBron first got to the Heat. It took a couple. It hmm. took it took some time for those guys for those guys to get some camaraderie and get it going. So I got the Browns winning. This is my favorite favorite game of the weekend. Um, obviously, I love the the players that they have on the Browns. I love Odell. I love Jarvis. Um, I love what they got on defense. But I love Lamar Jackson even more. The things that he's done this season. I don't think anyone expected. Like, first of all, yeah, he, he played the, the, the Dolphins first, so a sorry-ass team that he racked up his uh, his stats and points on. But what he did against the Chiefs in Arrowhead, like, that was just really impressive to me. Um, the way he threw the ball, the way, obviously, he created with uh, with his legs. I'm, I'm really big on Lamar Jackson. I think Baltimore is a playoff team. I think the Browns are on the verge of, you know, being a playoff team, probably a eight nine win team right now as it stands. But I think I, I got I got Lamar Jackson right now. Josh, L Jack's been on a roll, so I'm going with L Jack. <laughs> That's all I gotta say for that one. <laughs> Short and sweet. There we go, there we go, there we go. So now let's jump on to some 4 o'clock games. We got Buccaneers, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, Vikings, Bears, Jaguars, Broncos. Uh, real quick, 
I got the Rams winning against the Bucks. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go Rams. Bucks are they showing a little bit of problems? They still sorry. Rams. Yep, Seahawks, Cardinals. Mm, tough one, tough one. I might have to go with the Seahawks though. I like the way Russell Wilson's playing. Um, you know, it's 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 always you know when the Seahawks are, are you know are going going against the Cardinals, I, I feel like they always got their numbers. So I'm gonna have to go with the Hawks. I'm gonna go Cardinals. I think Kyler Murray's been getting better. Um, he has Larry Fitzgerald, who is. I think he, he might be second in the league in targets, which is still it's crazy to me how, how long he's played and how consistent he's been. So as long as he's got Larry Fitz healthy, um, he's still he's finding his groove, that offense. Cliff Kingsbury, he's starting to understand how to how to make play calls in the NFL a little bit more effective. I'm gonna go Cardinals this time. I'm gonna have to go with the Cardinals as well. I mean, what Cliff's doing down there. They suck, but it's just so nice to see Kyler Murray play. So, I think that little guy can get the job done. So, once it starts clicking, it's going to start clicking for him. Here we go. Another one. Another 4 o'clock game. Vikings, Bears. I got the Vikings winning. Um, you know, Stephon Diggs has, has been, you know, electric. You get the ball in his hands, he can make things happen. He can make plays happen. Um, you know, the Bears, I think they're, you know, they're going to be able to get after the after the pass, uh, after the quarterback. But I think the the Vikings will, you know, try to neutralize those guys by getting getting the ball out in Stephon Diggs' hands as fast as he can, um, you know, kind of doing some some quick drop back stuff, cutting Khalil Mack, and um, trying to get the ball into McKinnon as well as uh, Adam Thielen's hands real fast. Yeah, I mean, I like the Vikings as just just the type of people, the type of players they have on their team. You got two receiving threats. You got Dalvin Cook, who is finally healthy. He was finally starting to tear shit up. But I still got to go with that that Bears defense. Khalil Mack is just... Oh, boys. Him, <laughs> Khalil Mack alone really is just a game changer. I think the defense has hey. played really well. I don't know why I went against my boys. Hey, but Dalvin's been cutting it up now. He's been cutting it up. But, That's a fact. But the, the, the Bears defense has been... They've been locking shit up on the ground. Sure. Where you going with, Josh? I'm going with um, the Vikings. I think um, yes, the Bears just have too many holes on offense. That's facts. They messed up with Trubisky, man. And that's my gripe against everybody who says, oh, you got to take a quarterback in the first round. How many first-round quarterbacks have really panned out? Good amount. Mm. <laughs> Top go. five? There's a lot of misses. So it's, Top, it's, what was he, 10th overall? It's not like everything's like it's an automatic hit when you draft a quarterback. This is a different league from college to the NFL. The, the hashes are shorter, the game is faster, and the windows are smaller. So he's showing to you guys that, Talk that shit, he's boy. just not getting the job Talk done. That shit, and boy. It, <laughs> I could go on this topic for days, but right now, Vikings are getting they get a trash them. All right, last four o'clock game. We got the Jaguars Broncos, another division um, division game. Both these teams, I hate watching, uh, to be honest. Um, but right now, I think I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, the Jaguars, um, you know, love the way Fournette's running the ball. So, that's what I got winning this game. I like Minshew. I like his swagger at QB. Um, I, I really do. I I just, I don't know how, how effective their defense is going to be without Jalen Ramsey. 
uh, him able to follow the best receiver on the field every single play. But I think they, they got a little bit of swagger with them with, it, with the new quarterback. So I'm going to have to rock with the Jaguars too. <laughs> I'm with the Jaguars as well. Why that take there you so long? All right. Now here we go. We got um we got a couple of night games. We got Sunday night. We got Cowboys. <laughs> we got Saints. Here we go. Tell me look, I'm gonna tell y'all what I think real quick. I got the Cowboys winning. Obviously, no Drew Brees with my dog. Ezekiel coming back. He eating greedy. He got that bread. He feeling good. He getting fat. Dak trying to get his money, so he's gonna be balling out. True. Saints don't got Drew Brees, so I got the Cowboys winning. True, true. Where this game at? I believe. <laughs> so we got it in Eno. We got it in Nola. It's it's in it's in Nola. Yeah, it's in the dome. It's in the dome. They don't got Drew Brees, but they got Teddy Bridgewater. And I I really I always like Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, okay. And I like Michael Thomas. And I got Alvin Kamara on my fantasy team, so I love Alvin Kamara. Yes, sir. Um I'm gonna go with the home team this time. Obviously I think that the Cowboys are good. I think Zeke being a little fat. But I'm gonna have to go with Teddy B in that offense. He need to slime me some of that bread. Hey, let me hold a dollar. I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. That defense is crazy. That white boy linebacker go crazy. Vander Esch goes crazy. Jalen Smith go crazy. They have a lot of speed at the linebacker position. That ends up pretty damn good. And they just got a beast. They got a beast. They they got a beast at running back. The Saints aren't going to have the ball that long. They got Alvin Kamara. They're going to control the clock. Go Cowboys. Here we go. And then now we got a Monday night game. Bengals. Steelers. Yeah, I'm not a a fan of this. But, uh, you know, another divisional game. Um, So another rivalry. So hopefully there's going to be a lot of hitting, a lot of physicality. Uh, right now, I just don't like where the Steelers are headed. Uh, you know, Bengals. I'm a big fan of AJ Green. Um, you know, kind of. AJ Green, like, huh? Yeah, I feel. You heard, partner? <laughs> is he? <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, I don't even know who on the fucking Bengals roster, to be honest with you. Listen, I ain't going to watch that game. But they got Joe Mixon. He could tote the ball. He's having a <laughs> great season. So, <laughs> hey, I like it. I'm going to be honest. Steelers fucking suck. Yeah, so Bengals, Bengals could actually win that game. Bengals suck too, it's a, it's a battle of two sucky teams. I'm, it's, a, it's the only game of the night. I'm probably not going to watch it. I'll probably play Fortnite instead. And take my ass to sleep because I got the motherfucking Steelers one. Uh, just because I got choose where the game at? If Pittsburgh, uh, terrible towels going crazy. I'm gonna still go Bengals. Pittsburgh fucking suck. All right, here we go. Forgot to mention this one, but wanted to finish off with it. Last one, we got the home team, Patriots, Bills. Right, one o'clock. Who y'all got? Who y'all got winning, man? Who y'all got winning? I'm gonna tell y'all right now the game in Buffalo, Orchard Park. New era field. The white boys out there get a little crazy. <laughs> you know Buffalo fans is tight, right? Doing fucking, you know, backflips through uh, through table. So, I'm going to tell y'all real quick who I got. I got the Patriots winning. That's the hometown team. You know, Tom Terrific. He always going to get it done. No AB. Uh, you know, but he's got uh, a plethora of options. You know, James White's been playing well. Sony Michelle's been doing his thing. 
um, Philip Dorsett has turned it on the past year. And I think him and Tom Brady are kind of getting that camaraderie. Um, we'll kind of see how Julian Edelman, what the situation is with that, with his injury, and how much that will affect the game. But I got the Patriots winning. Yeah. I mean, I think the Patriots have a great chance of going 19-0 this season. But if there is a game that they're going to lose, it would be this one. But I just can't pick against them. When you play at Buffalo, and this looks like the best Buffalo team of the past like decade, to be honest. Um, what they got going on at quarterback right now is it's really promising. That team is gritty. When you play in Buffalo, you know, in September it get a little cold. I know the I know the Patriots rocking the cold, but yeah, you know, I gotta go Patriots. I just wanna I wanna give a little suspense. BJ, what you got? I'm going with the Bills. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. A little surprising pick. Because the Patriots always just seem to drop a random game here and there. So, I think Fact. this is a game to get a drop. You know, fresh off the whole A-B saga, it could just go left. I feel like they might drop this one. And there we go. I think uh, Josh Gordon, he going to take the crown. He going to go off the top. He going to go crazy. I think this going to be his big game because uh, he needs one of them. Every game he's been featured, but he hasn't been that guy. And I think this game he's going to be that guy. So so with that being said, uh, we're going to close the first episode of Off the Board, man. We appreciate y'all for tuning in. My dog, Admir. Appreciate y'all. My dog, y'all. Josh. Yes, you sir. Know.